Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen with the Makers of Minnesota, and I am going to help you with your strategy for your business in 2021. Are you dreading social media and not sure when you should be posting on Facebook or Instagram? Or maybe you want to reach out to some influencers, but you don't know how to do it. Or maybe you just want someone to actually use your product and create some recipes for you. I am your gal. I've been developing lots of relationships over at stephaniesdish.com, and I can help you get your product into the hands of people that are going to use it and create influence and create buying patterns for people that you can count on as new customers. 2021 is going to get all of a sudden ramped up and we're going to be moving real fast to capture some of the business opportunities that we lost in 2020. Don't be left out on the cold. Have new followers and new pairs of eyes on your product now. Give me a shout. I'd be happy to help you. I'm at shansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, marketing at gmail.com. It's shansen, marketing at gmail.com for small business marketing, for things like social media, recipe development, influencer posting, and just general PR help and getting the word out about your products. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen, when I talk to cool people doing cool things. And today I'm very excited to talk to Rita Katona. Did I say your name right, Rita? Uh, you did. Absolutely. Good job. Excellent. Uh, and Rita and her husband, Eric Hall, started a company called So Good, So You. And I had like all these feelings about it when I first read about you a while back because I was like, oh, okay, another juice company, another probiotic company. But I really liked the approach that you took. And what you did is it was just this juice shot. So I didn't have to drink like this whole thing. I just could drink something little and get everything I needed in that little juice shot. But I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if this will be successful. Like that would work for me, but maybe everybody else wants it a different way. But I'm so glad to have you here today so that we can talk about it because you guys have caught lightning in a bottle in this whole industry, right? <laughs> we have, we have. It, it's been a, an incredible ride. So the company is actually seven years old, but we've gone through various phases of, of trying out different things. But yes, we started as a cold pressed juice company, but really as consumer needs evolved, we evolved along with them. And ultimately, Eric and my goal was always to, to just start a company that could be a force for good. And he's an entrepreneur at heart and I'm learning alongside him that uh, we just have to keep iterating. And about three, four years ago was when we uh, started kind of transitioning from our large 16 ounce bottles and, and started to sell these probiotic juice shots. So they're still made of incredible fresh organic fruits and vegetables, the same as our, our large bottles contain. However, the ratio of the ingredients is different. So each of them has a hero ingredient that might be present in a larger 16 ounce juice, but it's present in a higher percentage or ratio. And so you get literally just like you would take a, a tequila shot, you get a, a a hit of those high concentration of nutrients along with a billion probiotic. And so it's a really convenient, fast, easy way to get a great amount of health and nutrition flushed into your body on a, on a daily basis or multiple times a day. And so we started selling, testing this concept of the juice shots. Initially, we were selling the shots at our local retail cafes and people were loving it and they were coming in um, in the afternoons in groups of coworkers and doing these like ginger shots and turmeric shots. And that gave us that 
idea, well, let's test it out at wholesale too. And we have fantastic relationships with our local partners, Kowalski's and London Byerly's. And so they said, sure, let's do it. And it was a success. And so honestly, the rest, as they say, is history because we've continued to grow from there. And we last year, we were named at one of Inc. 5000, so fastest growing privately held companies in the US. We were the category leader in this juice shot category nationwide in terms of our brand is the highest productivity, has the highest reach repeat purchase rates. And we're in over 5,000 stores now. So it's been pretty incredible. Do you still have a brick and mortar spot or did that go away? No. So we actually, through our kind of evolution as a company and as a brand, we closed our three retail brick and mortar locations in December of 2019. So actually pre-pandemic, part of just our focused efforts to really support and nurture the shots and our wholesale partnerships that were just taking off and going through the roof. And so we said, let's do less things, but let's do them really, really well. Which I think that that is honestly one of the keys to your success is you found that early on and you were able to just zero in on it. And, you know, obviously riches and niches, right. And able to just capitalize on that because there's a lot of crowded, it's crowded in your field. It's crowded in your, in your space. Absolutely. Yeah. Functional beverages are are a really quickly growing category and a very sexy category, functional foods overall, but but beverages in in particular, because they're a kind of high velocity, they call it fast moving consumer goods, FMCG category. And so there's always new entrance into the space. And so you really have to have your finger on the pulse of the consumer aligned with what retailers are doing. And so, yeah, it's, we've been fortunate, but we've also been very, very, very scrappy. And, and I have to give ourselves some, some credit and our leadership team credit of also making smart decisions over the years. You mentioned that Eric is a serial entrepreneur. Can you tell me a little bit about his background and also your background? Because how this works as a couple. Yeah. So um, Eric actually grew up um, in a family of food scientists and his family moved uh, to Minnesota from Jersey when he was five years old. And his mom like left her big job at Johnson & Johnson and they started a farm. She ended up pioneering organic farming standards. They had a farm outside of Hastings and And at one point they had like thousands of geese and ducks and would do like the you pick berries. And it was really crazy when our, we had our first sales meeting with London Byerly's with the juice company. And this came up and the then VP of produce who has since retired remembered Eric's mom. So it it was pretty cool. So he he grew up kind of like getting his hands dirty and and always working hard, as he says, uh, fondly slave labor to his parents on the farm. (laughs) As all Uh, farm children are. Yeah, yeah. But he, I don't think he ever like had a job where he, a traditional job where he worked for somebody else. He always like had had started his own companies and his, uh, had a family that was like very supportive of him, him taking a different path. So I think this is his seventh company. They've all been in like the health and wellness field. And so, but this is, this is, he'll tell you this, the fastest growing and has gotten to, to the size that it's the largest company that he's ever built. But yeah, he's just wired to not be risk averse and get excited about new challenges. And so he's the person that like, I would come up with the ideas. I come up with the ideas and he figures out how to make that happen. So, and then on the flip side, I had a more traditional corporate retail background 
right, prior to starting the company, I worked at Target Corporate, was there for seven years in various different like buyer, senior buyer um, roles and moved over to sourcing. And uh, at the time that I left, I was doing several around the world trips. I had teams um, in five different countries managing a target own brand supplier matrix. So very relevant and cool experience and only relevant in understanding like business metrics and how products are manufactured and, and things like that. I didn't have any food specific experience and, and neither did Eric. So that was something new to us. And, and uh, yeah, so kind of ignorance is bliss because in hindsight, like all the complications and how hard it was in the beginning and like constantly learning like you're drinking through a fire hose. I probably wouldn't recommend that to somebody like without doing way more upfront research or, or coming. Like it would have been easier if I decided that I was going to start a, a textile company because that's what I had been doing prior. And companies are hard. People, oh, yeah. there's just a lot of different regulations. You guys are dealing with a refrigerated fresh product. Exactly. That has a whole nother... And we're, a manu- and we're a manufacturer as well. And so that's another thing that, um, you know, most, most food brands don't actually do that part. Right. So they, co-pack. Mm-hmm. they, yep. They, they find some, a contract manufacturer or co-packer that makes products for potentially hundreds of different brands, but they don't, then they don't have as tight of a control on all of their processes and ultimately don't have control of their own destiny because they're at the, the whims of that producer. And so if that producer might have another customer who all of a sudden, like they're taking off and, and, eating up a lot of their capacity, the smaller customers might get squeezed. And it's just, it's a whole a different layer of variables that, you know, t- to each their own, that's not the model we followed. So we, we started our own manufacturing facility, which is still here in Minneapolis. Wow. So you started manufacturing right away. You never did. Right away. Back. That's cool. correct. Yeah. yeah. And hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will yeah, say it- there's something about, so we have a lot of food people in our town. But I will say that when I look at the successful food companies and the ones that have just launched quickly, and I'm sure you don't think you're quick in retrospect, but (laughs) it feels quick. You know, a lot of you have Target backgrounds, General Mills backgrounds, whatever it is that you guys have learned in those experiences that maybe doesn't apply directly to where you end up, just the ability to be a very smart business person and to make good choices and to provide if leadership, really, I mean, those companies have done a good job training a lot of you. Oh, absolutely. And they're great examples of just best best in class retailer. And on the other hand, CPG company that provides best in class training in terms of, of business strategy. And that's how I ended up in, in Minneapolis. Uh, so I was a, a health and nutrition buyer at the Home Shopping Network in Florida and Target recruited me. And, and at that time, I, I wanted to expand my experience and, and get that best in class training from a, a brick and mortar retailer. So it's interesting that you were in health and wellness. So you've always had this bent to your physical being. Yes, yes. And and I laughed that in hindsight, you know, hindsight's always 2020, that that was kind of a dream job that that I left because the category was something that I love. And Target embraces the idea that they train business strategists. And so they don't care if you're like really into to pet products or I mean, there there's the I don't know if this is an urban legend or not. But I remember during buyer training hearing like somebody who is a vegetarian got placed in like packaged meat 
products and had to go to, to slaughterhouses. I, I hope that that's not true because that would be really traumatic. But yeah, I did. I left a job that I was like really passionate about the category. But at that time, I was in my mid-20s. I was the youngest buyer managing the largest categories at the retailer. And I was looking for career advancement and wanted to like spread my wings and, and learn more by being a smaller fish in a much larger pond than at that point I felt like there. Do you remember So you started the juice company and you're doing brick and mortar and you've got a 16 ounce and you're doing these shots. Do you remember what the tipping point was where it was like you were having success, but all of a sudden it just like took off? I think from from the time that we got the shots into into wholesale, but the the decision to to try that out, we we saw that the market was shifting, and with our sixteen ounce line, we saw really nice and really fast growth in the the first couple of years. At that point, people were really, particularly in the Midwest, the juice cleanse craze from the coasts was finally reaching the Midwest in 2014, 2015, when we were getting started. And so we were selling hundreds and hundreds of these like three and five day juice cleanses, both direct to consumer through our brick and mortar or through our website, as well as through our our wholesale partners locally. And we started to expand our wholesale distribution in the region. But ultimately, the category was also really hot and growing really, really quickly on the coast. And it felt like and, and then new entrants were coming into the category as well. So not only were there like big kind of 500 pound gorilla powerhouses in the cold pressed juice category that already had quickly gained nationwide distribution. There were other small players just like us in different parts of the country coming into coming into the mix. And so we we saw that the growth, there wasn't going to be virtually unlimited growth because trying to take our product to the coasts would be like bringing water to the ocean right. um, and, and didn't want to fight that fight. And with a 16 ounce juice, you have a barrier of like, it, it's going to be seven to $8 because that's how much product you're getting. Um, so that's already kind of a barrier to entry for, for consumers. And then we also started around that time and we were in several hundred stores regionally, but we started to see consumer sentiment started to shift where they kept asking us like, what does this particular juice do for me? What does the fierce greens do for me? And and they wanted an answer that was more like a specific function, not just like, well, you're getting tons of nutrients and it's like eating a giant salad. They, They wanted something more like if A, then B, prescriptive, if if you will. And, and that type of product didn't lend itself as well to, to that, to answering that consumer question in that way as our juice shots do. So everything from the actual packaging, which is reminiscent of a medicine bottle, to our naming convention, which is always a single word that clearly communicates the intended benefit. So whether it's immunity or beauty or digestion communicates or answers that consumer question, it was kind of the, that perfect intersection at a time that consumers are also looking for convenience. And we were able to get it under that like magic $5 price point. So the juices sell anywhere from like $329, $349 to $399. So it's a much more palatable, like easy, quick decision for consumers to make and incorporate into their everyday lives. And along with that came this big shift 
or the, the shift has been happening. So like plant-based diets are the, the fastest growing kind of way of, way of eating, um, really a movement than, than a trend. People are starting to lean more towards getting their nutrients from, from food and they equate cold pressed juice that comes from fruits and vegetables with food as opposed to taking medications or even taking supplements. And then, then came the pandemic, which further, for, further like put a, a magnifying glass on people's ability to support their own health and immunity and well-being by just proactively making smart decisions to take care of their body through what they were eating. And so all of that kind of created the, this perfect storm where we've just been riding the wave and, and keeping up and, and staying ahead of, of the curve with innovating and, and continuing to put new products out there that people are looking for. Are you, you mentioned that you were recording this on a Zoom, but you mentioned that you have like a house full of people. Do you have <laughs> children as well? No, not yet. We're, we're working on that. Okay. We start, we, we got married and we started the company. We've postponed our honeymoon seven years now. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a child, right? When you have a company. Yes. So in the works. <laughs> You have, um, oh, this is going to be a weird question too, but you have beautiful skin oh, and thank I'm you. like looking at your, you have just beautiful skin and I'm thinking, okay, that's because she does her juice shots. This is true. This have is you true. always <laughs> been like a healthy eater and tell me like, I, I got a package of these juice shots and there's one that's like sleep and there's immunity. And I did love that they were very clear when I looked at the bottle, like, oh, if I drink this shot of this, it's going to do this. That was really smart. Have you always had this health and wellness energy about you that you've been trying to help others get the bug as it were? Yeah. So I've actually been a group fitness instructor for, I guess, 15 years now. So even back to my home shopping network days in, in Florida, but always, always loved being active. And then at the gym, one of the instructors talked me into like, getting certified and, and teaching. Um, and then when I moved up to the Twin Cities, I became a yoga instructor. So I've always loved that. That was kind of like my, how I, I how I filled up. So I talked yeah. about like, I target, I, I, I loved the organization and I loved the work, but I didn't necessarily love like the actual businesses that I was working on and building. And so I got that satisfaction from, from sharing like my love of, of health and wellness and helping people feel better. And so, yeah, I've, I've always really loved that. I've always you been teach still, I don't. And I, I taught up to the, the pandemic, but Eric and I being like the number one and number two at the company, even though I, I was teaching at the firm most recently and I love it, love it. And even though they're, they've opened back up, it's just, we're basically locked down at, at home and our executive assistant is, is in our COVID pod, but we've just been very careful because I, I liken it to like, they don't let the president and the vice president fly on, on the same plane. Like if one of us got sick, we both get sick and it's just too big of a risk to the company. And at this point, a third of our team has, has had COVID and thankfully everybody has recovered, but a couple of people were hospitalized. We've had a couple of people that had like long tail COVID. And so we're, we're just super careful. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear you say that from a business perspective, because I was talking to another person and I was like, so what's that like in your environment? He was like, oh, he's like, we, this is my business. He's like, my business is people. My business is the the relationships and the capital that they bring to this company. And if we can't keep those people safe and I can't be safe, 
And I really had never thought about it from the perspective of employees and intellectual capital, you know, of what your workers bring. It's not just their physical bodies, it's the ideas, it's their presence. And we need to keep people safe and healthy. And at the same time, there's been this big push about like opening up, right? So wholesaling and manufacturing requires people. It requires people to do things and be on the line. Are you happy that with the vaccine rollout that they're prioritizing manufacturing and people in the food space? We are, we are thrilled because we've had COVID in the plant three times now, and we have not had any transmission at the plant, but it's affected manufacturing. And to the point where actually in October, November, we had the entire plant team who works on the floor stay at home because there was one person who got sick and we wanted to make sure that there wasn't any spread. And everybody else who was working from home up to that point went into the plant and ran the equipment and kept things going. And so everything has everything that we put in place back in March and April has continued to be like business continuity. We're Eric and I take that very, very seriously that we have 40 people that rely on us for their their livelihood. Their families rely on us for their livelihood. And so we want to make sure that we keep that going. And yes, we're we're thrilled that food manufacturers are kind of next in line. We've actually been talking to some other fantastic local company, food companies, and um, talking about teaming up and hosting on-site vaccinations. Yeah, that's excellent. Good for you for doing that. I think, you know, we hear, we've been hearing a ton about the restaurant industry and a ton about hospitality, but, you know, food gets manufactured and there's people that work on lines. And I just feel really glad that people are seeing the food space as something that's that A, we need to protect and B, the long-term health and well-being of the workers in that space. Exactly. Um, and and the, the reality is so many of them um, live in multi-generation households. And so that's the other reason that I'm I'm thrilled that we're going to be able to get them vaccines quickly here and, and to protect everybody that is in, is in their family. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate that you're doing that. In terms of, you know, like juicing and juice is kind of a a decision that I feel like people are either going to do it or they're not. Like, how do you find that person that is going to see the benefits of juicing in terms of a marketing strategy? Because you can't just market to like adults, you know, 25 to 54 and assume that any of them would juice. You know, interesting that you put it that way. Don't see the shot in in quite that way. So with our 16 ounce line, yes, somebody who would consider investing in a juicer and doing it themselves, they were the right person to market to because anybody else is going to be like, are you kidding me? I'm not paying seven or $8 for for this green juice. Plus I don't like how it tastes anyway, which is generally, generally what people say at first, if they're not regularly consuming a lot, lots of fruits and vegetables. The beauty with the shots is that first and foremost, we designed the flavor profiles to have mass appeal. So they're not meant to just appeal to somebody who's like a hardcore juicer or a hardcore like health fanatic that would be going into a juice bar and getting wheatgrass shots. Blah, that's gross. Yeah, they I taste don't, great. I, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we work really hard to to make sure that they they taste great. And not everybody might like the spice of ginger that that's like our best selling best selling shot. And so 
we launched a couple of new immunity SKUs that have different hero ingredients specifically for that reason to have broader appeal. And so like moms could give it to their kids or spouses that don't like ginger. So we're appealing to people that really want to just optimize their health and want to do it in a more holistic and natural way. They're making other healthy decisions as well. They're shopping more on the perimeter of the grocery store and buying fresh products as opposed to the inner aisles where things are shelf stable. They're looking at ingredient lists and trying to make sure that they're they're buying things with recognizable ingredients and, and things that are not highly processed. And so that's the consumer that we're looking for, not necessarily somebody who is like a, a real hardcore or diehard health fanatic. Do you get the same amount of nutrients in the shot as you would in like a 16 ounce juice, just with less fiber? No, it, it it's, it's different because it's a different ratio of, yep. of, of things, but it's always going to be way less sugar because, and, and that's something that's super top of mind for consumers I as noticed well that. right that's now. It's so funny because I was like, and, oh, it's only six grams of sugar. Yeah. And that's our, I think that's our highest shot. So most of them are, are, I think every, everything except the one shot that six is under five grams of sugar. So to make a larger 16 ounce juice palatable for a, a significant market, you have to add fruit juice and fructose isn't necessarily bad. However, sugar is what's being vilified right now. And so a lot of people are, are being very vigilant and avoiding sugar or minimizing the grams of sugar that they're, they're getting in. And so that's why we, with the shots, it's less calories, less grams of sugar, and they're getting a a meaningful amount of whatever that, that hero ingredient is. So ginger in our original ginger immunity shot or turmeric and the new turmeric shot or silica and biotin and the beauty shot or coffee berry and the energy shot. That's the one I took this morning. It was amazing. I loved it. Nice. And and it said 95 um, milligrams milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. And then I was like, I wonder how many milligrams of caffeine a regular cup of coffee has. Mm -hmm. Close. Yeah. So that's, I felt like it's probably like having a cup and a half of coffee. It tasted really good. Yeah. It, it, you know, coffee can vary widely depending on how it's roasted and how you're brewing it and whatnot. But generally we say it's about a cup of coffee and it's from natural coffee berry. And there's also some moringa in there, which is a natural coffee alternative for energy. So yeah, people like it and they say that they get a little bit more of a a sustained and less jittery energy lift from the energy shot than from coffee. That's kind of how I I felt about it. I liked it a lot. You have a huge opportunity in the marketing space with health and wellness, with health and wellness influencers and, you know, the yoga community and the workout community and the runners. And how do you decide or what do you do for marketing to get people and get these shots into people's hands? So we've always been very, very grassroots. And up until um, really 2020, our marketing budget was close to zero. We did everything organic grassroots in-house. Last year, we started to actually invest, but invest back into our biggest fans. So people that are are consuming our product regularly and just 
we have such an organic outpouring of love of for the brand, especially like people have a good experience with the product. They go to our website or they, they go to one of our social channels and learn more. They find out that as a brand, we're manufactured with 100% renewable energy, that we launched this like industry leading, more sustainable, accelerated landfill biodegradable bottle that nobody else has. And just our, our kind of position on all things, policy and sustainability and really em- em- embracing intersectional values. And then they like fall in love with us and just want to want to shout it from the rooftop. So we've been nurturing those relationships. And now last November, we so we've been profitable for a year and a half. But last November, we got a significant influx of uh, growth capital from a, a private equity partners. And uh, for the first time, we have what I'd consider a more meaningful marketing budget. And and even now, like I don't really believe in paying people to use your product, like the traditional influencer model of paying, especially some of these larger influencers, tens of thousands of, of dollars. We have a delicious product that makes people healthy and makes people feel good. So I would... I, I'm leaning in more towards just broadly sampling and getting the product to as many people as possible, influencers or not influencers, if they feel like they want to share the product because they have a great experience with it, fantastic. But that that's what we're going to be focusing on. All of our, uh, or a significant amount of our efforts are going to be on uh, how, how do we get more people to try the product and get the product into more people's hands. And then once they've tried it, how do we help them on their journey of how do they incorporate it into their lives? Because they might try an energy shot at first and have a good experience with it. How do we let them know that like, hey, you can kind of mix and match. And if you want to take a beauty shot one day and an energy shot another day, and then maybe if you feel like you're, you need a little immune boost because somebody in your family, like you have a kid coming home from daycare, bringing home germs, and you want to boost your immunity and take immunity shots for a week, like all of it's great. You really can't do too much. And so how do we help them kind of work it into into their lives? I love that. Was it hard for you when you went to get an equity partner? Was it hard for you to give up 100% control? So we've had investors for several years, pretty much from, from the very beginning. We had one initial investor and then like every 18 to 24 months, especially in the in the first couple of years, we weren't profitable. And so to keep going and to keep growing, we had to continue to take on um, capital. We I did give up uh, majority ownership in the, the company with this last round. However, I'm still the largest shareholder. We are still a female majority owned company. I still control the board, which is critical. So yeah, for sure, even though even though we gave up some ownership in the company, um, it doesn't it doesn't quite feel like we're, we're, we're still running the ship. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited for you. I thought the product was great. So good. So you juice shot and you said people can find them at Kowalski's, Lunds and Byerly's. I'd imagine you've expanded beyond that. Oh, yes. Uh, so locally, pretty much everywhere. So we're at we're at the Wedge. We're at Cub Foods now. Um, we're in Target stores locally. So and where um, do yeah. people find them? Are they in the refrigerated produce? Exactly. They're in the produce juice cases and the juice sets where other refrigerated beverages are sold. 
Love it. And do you do any mail order subscriptions? Like not yet. So that was one of the things that we we turned off our our e-commerce and direct to consumer in 2019 as part of a hey, let's focus and make sure that we're supporting our wholesale partners. However, part of our new investment and 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 how we're going to continue to market and sample and get more product uh, to to people, we're going to be turning our direct to consumer e-commerce back on um, in second quarter of this year. So just stay tuned. It'll be a couple more months. And uh, sampling, will you guys be doing events or are there things that we can look for you at in the Twin Cities? No, nothing's on the calendar just yet. We want to make sure that we participate when we feel it is safe to do so. But we are we are looking at what creative ways we we can get product to people in the meantime. All right. Well, it's been really great to talk to you. I, I, it took me a while because I just, honestly, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm not skeptical. What am I? I'm careful about the nutraceutical category and I, there's so much that can be said about products that are healthy and natural. And yet you kind of dig a little bit and it's like, Oh, and you mentioned the sustainability part, which is a big piece of what's important to me personally. And when I'm talking to brands, you guys have checked off a ton of boxes in terms of being good community stewards. So thank you for well, that. I, oh, thank you. And it, it's it's a journey, right? And, and it's hard as a small company because everything costs money, but it's something that we want to continue to invest in. And so we're actually in the process of B Corp certification. I'm super oh, excited. But yeah, it's 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 great. There's always more for us to to learn and more that we can do. And I'm excited that as we grow, we'll be able to contribute even more. Yeah, I appreciate that those are your values because for me personally, those are the kind of products that I want to buy. And I like, I do some work with salad girl and it costs them a lot of money to use a specific bottle that they do Mm -hmm. because it can be recycled. And most people wouldn't necessarily know that, but at the end of the day, if those are your values and organic is important to you and sustainability is important to you, it has to be important to you all the way along the journey, right? It can't just be in the words that you put on your package. Exactly. So, well, thank you so much, Rita. Good luck thank for you, you and Eric. And I, appreciate I look forward it. to meeting you in person someday and sharing yes. a chat. Yes, likewise. That would be wonderful. I appreciate Thanks. your time. Thanks. You Take care.